This podcast contains general financial advice only, which means it's not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. You can find our full disclosure and disclaimer in the show notes. Matt, let's wrap it up. Last episode, we're going to talk about the future. Now, I am someone who has been quoted on Instagram as saying the future doesn't exist. Um, But what I mean by that is it's really important to live in the present. And I guess what we're doing, what we're talking about right now is living in the present, but doing it in such a way where your future will be more successful, more abundant, you'll have more time, you'll be more free. Um, I guess we're going to eventually end up on the whole retirement situation. But yeah, let's talk about how we can go about now that we've got a portfolio built and we're building our wealth, how we can go about living life while we're building that as well as when we've actually built to the level that we want to be at. Yep. Look, so a fantastic resource for people to look into and start to research on doing this is called the FIRE movement. So it's um, financial independence, retire early. I'm not a huge proponent of retiring. Um, I don't think that should be age bound or anything. I think we should all be striving to create time freedom through financial security ASAP because then you have choices. Um, You can choose to do whatever you want with the people that you love whenever you want to do that. Mm -hmm. And for me, that is the ultimate goal. Um, And you're not beholden to anybody else. So um, that, I think, is, the, is a very good goal to look at trying to achieve and then just working out how to do that. Um, the way that the FIRE movement thinks about accumulating enough capital to be able to retire and live off that capital for the rest of their life is a 4% drawdown rate. So if you have a million dollars of capital, you're going to draw down 4% which is $40,000 a year. So yep. if you can live on $40,000 a year gross, then a million dollars is your sort of target. If you want to live on 80000 it's $2 million yep. and so on and so forth. So that's how you can do that. But then they've also got, um, you know, like a lean fire and, and um, fat fire and all, all <laughs> these different things that they, they talk about. And, and that's really just having, you know, living uber frugal. Yeah, yeah just not spending any money. Like that's not me. No. I, want I to love have fun. I love having fun. I love traveling. I love why. I just I, I love luxurious things. I love spending money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a spender, not a saver. Yeah. <laughs> um, definitely. So, uh, so, 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 look at that. And I guess as you're going through your investment journey, the, one of the really important things is just once you put capital into that wealth account, it's like a vault. Yep. Once it goes in there, it never comes out. And a lot of people ask, oh, but Matt, so what about when I buy like my first home? I was like, yeah, that's, you pay for that out of the other 80%. Mm. Yeah. So you need to be saving for a house deposit as well as funding your wealth account. Yeah. Because your wealth account is there just an accumulation of assets to fund your lifestyle in the future. And the lower that you can get your expenses, then the faster that you, the less capital that you need to, to retire on. So you just got to balance those um, things out. So, yeah, that, that, I guess that gives you a bit more of an idea of how people are planning that out. Um, and, and the big mistakes that people make is, yeah, emptying out their wealth account or all mm-hmm. the money that they have and then pouring that into like a non-generating asset. So buying a car. Yeah. Or putting it into a principal place of residence, like their first home. Um, yes, that home uh, is an asset for you, but it's not going to fund your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's just a cost of living. 
Yeah, I guess this is the distinction between letting the ego talk, letting the emotion rule your decisions. Like when it comes to the stock market, you see your stock price go down, you're like, oh shit, sell. Bad decision, sell, sell, sell. And like the new car, the new house, like these are things that make you look good, but aren't going to lead you. If that's your goal, if your goal is to live how we keep talking about with that freedom, they're not going to, they're not going to be the things that get you there. So we, I guess we got to put our smarter thinking head uh, above our emotion, our ego. How do we do that? Oh, it's so hard. Um, it comes back to your why. Yeah. So, and your values and what's important to you. So if that new watch is more important, so you can break things down. So I'll just reframe that thought. So when you understand what your um, fire number is and how many years it's going to take you to get there and how much you need to save to do that, you can break that down into years spent working. Mm -hmm. So for me to go and buy that brand new BMW for $150,000, it means that I won't be retiring at 46. It means I'll be retiring at 58. Right. Because that's the financial impact that it's going to have on my fire number. Yeah. Yep. So when you then you can make really informed decisions on how you allocate your capital. Yeah, because then it's it puts it into perspective. It's like, do I want to add another twelve years onto my working life, or can I go without the car for now so I can get there and enjoy my life a lot sooner? Yeah, and it just comes down to what's really important to you. Like, I guess, how much time do you spend in that car? And then really, how much do you utilize it? Most mm. people, uh, most cars spend most of the time sitting in garages. Yep. <laughs> yep. Collecting dust. Um, whereas money invested, that capital is growing for you. And then when you hit your um, fire number or that number that provides you with that financial security, then that, that's it. You have now ultimate time freedom. What is that worth? Mm. And think about that. Um, I also think it's it's worthwhile and valid to have sort of mini retirements through your life because you don't want to be so frugal and be counting every dollar along the way that, you know, you get to, you know, you're financially free at 35, but you've gone nowhere. You've, yeah. you've, you've never eaten out yeah mm -hmm. yeah you know, so there, there's a there's definitely a balance with those things and you have to have something to do yeah um a lot of retirees that that i work with in, in my job um you know they are really trying to think about what they're going to do with their their life when they because for 40 or 50 hours for the last 40 years have been taken up with the grind of yeah. work so at the retirement age they go, well, what am i going to do next um, and so it's important to know what that is. Um, but yeah, I believe that having mini retirements of like three months or six months or even 12, like gap years yep. where, you know, I think a lot of times with my kids, you know, we plan to have a gap year and that year that we spend with them 100% of the time traveling around North America or something like that, that will be with them forever. Yeah, for sure. I, this is... This is a lot of the reason why I started Uncle Nathan because my parents had a very similar um, idea, a very similar perspective on life. And it is this perspective of experience and creating memories because at the end of the day, those are the things that are going to be with you, hopefully, when we pass on eventually at the end, um, unless dementia takes over. But those are the memories. Those are the things that we look back on. And that's, for me, where my happiness comes from. So it makes sense for me to spend money now, even if it does mean that I'm going to have to work for a little bit longer, spend money now to have those experiences and make those memories. Um, and I always go back on this idea of, sure, you can grind for 10 years, 
grind for 10 years, live frugally, have no experiences, do nothing, get to the end of the 10 years and be set up for the rest of your life, then what happens if something terrible happens in nine years or on the 10th year? Like, or the 11th. What's or- it, yeah, what's it all for? Um, so I think this is a big way that I like to think. And of course, I'm going to try to make good money decisions. I'm going to try to build that wealth as much as I can. But at the same time, like what you said, it is that sacrifice, that trade-off is well worth it sometimes. So there's some... There's a really good author, uh, or actually, uh, there's a really good book um, written by a guy called Bill Perkins, which is called um, Die With Zero. And he talks about memory dividends mm. um, are more important than anything else. And then the legacy that you leave are the memories with the people that you love. Yeah. Yeah. The legacy of the money and the stuff, all that stuff, it's just stuff. Mm-hmm. The most valuable thing that is going to be left. Uh, is with the people that you um, love and spend all your time with. And he's phrased it as sort of memory um, dividends. Uh, Another really good concept is what Ramit Sethi talks about from I Will Teach You To Be Rich in terms of money levers. So for everybody, we have different things that turn us on. Yeah. And then so, (laughs) all puns intended. (laughs) Um, So you can pull these different levers, you know, so you'll see me wearing a black T-shirt all the time for work. Mm. This is my uniform. I don't have to ever worry about what I wear when I go to work. It's blue shorts, blue jeans, and a black T-shirt. That's it. Sick. Yep. Um, I don't spend any money on clothes my wife hates it yeah because <laughs> i used to but i just got to a point where i was working out um how much money i was spending on dry cleaning my yeah. suits my, my tailored suits and shirts and all that stuff and my clients don't care whether i wear a tailored shirt they want they want to speak to me they yeah. want to get my advice black t-shirt or tailored suit does not matter and that's not um Valid for everybody. Yeah, everyone has their own things. But what the point that I'm getting is that then I spend money on wine. Yeah. So I have an allocation in my life to invest in wine. Nice. <laughs> I love that. Because it's a passion of mine. Yeah. You know, I love it. And a lot of the times that people will, well, I'll be talking about wine and people say, Matt, you should be a sommelier. You should work <laughs> in wine. And I was like, yeah, like th- that's true. But not everyone that loves surfing should teach surfing. True. Sometimes you, your passion or what you enjoy is just simply that. You Very just true. love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Coming back to those money levers, you've just got to work out when you're doing those values-based goals, what's really important to you and then which things you're going to cut back on and which things you're going to crank that lever and just go all out. Um, because, you know, life is for living. Um, you know, this is not a dress rehearsal. You have one chance. And through the seasons of your life, you're going to do different things. Um, you know, my wife talks about it all the time. She's like, Matt, we really need to get back to Nepal. I want to go back and climb mountains. And I was like, oh, we'll just do it later. She's like, we're 40 now. Yeah. In 10 years time, we're going to be 50. Yeah. So later is going to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, (laughs) we're deteriorating. (laughs) (laughs) At least you can admit it. (laughs) I have to, mate. (laughs) So so these things in, in these different phases of your life that you need to be allocating capital and also time to go and enjoy because as you go through these different phases of your life, there are just different things that you can do. 
you know, and I'm talking to uh, my dad who's retired. He's been retired for about um, five or six years now. Um, and even for him, you know, long international flights and a lot of traveling and commuting, it takes a huge toll. Mm. You know, he's like, yeah, when I go on, on those big trips, um, you know, it takes me a couple of days just to recover from that. Um, and even with all the time in the world, it's still, it's time that you're just downtime. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to be able to, you know, enjoy those, di- those different things in the different seasons of your life. And then like everything, with your investing, you want to achieve balance. Mm-hmm. When you're creating your spending plan, you want to achieve balance there as well. So have an allocation to holidays. Have an, av- uh, have an allocation to the things that are going to fill your life with joy and happiness. Yeah. So I guess to bring it all back to that practical sense, we should be looking to do what we talked about in episode one and two, figure out where you're at, have those consistent, um, have the consistent money going into your wealth account. Keep building that. Keep going for that. Pay all of your cost of living. But what's left over that bit extra? And as you start to build the wealth account, and that starts to pay the dividends, as that starts to happen, use it, enjoy it, have fun with it, make it make a living for yourself. Um, because I guess at this point of the podcast, whether or not you sat through it all in one listening, or you've done week by week episodes, or wherever you're at with it. The whole point is now we're at the point where we understand how money works and how we can use money to give us that freedom. But what's that all worth if we're not going to actually go out and get the freedom? Well, it's a mute point. Yeah, exactly. It's not worth anything. Not Done. Worth anything. End. <laughs> yeah, well, so just balance and, and, and enjoy it. Yeah, cool. I think that's a really good place to wrap it up. This has been a very fun series. Thanks, buddy. Look forward to more. Yeah, me too. Thanks, Matt. Bye. And that's a wrap on the series. Thank you all so, so much for tuning in. Matt and I have had a great time recording this series and we hope you've all got something out of it as well. If for some reason you haven't listened to the last five episodes, we definitely recommend you go back and check them out. If you have got some value from this series, it would mean the absolute world to Matt and I if you could leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It also helps show us that you enjoy the content and encourages us to make something similar in the future. If you have any questions, be sure to get in touch with Matt or myself on Instagram. You can find me at Uncle Nathan Co. You can find Matt at Matthew Brown underscore try. Cheers, guys. We look forward to hearing from you soon.